Hello, my name is Jessica Wall, food reporter at AdAge, and welcome to another edition of the Marketer's Brief podcast, our weekly discussion about marketing news and trends that have the industry buzzing. On today's episode, we are talking with Patty Trevino, Senior Vice President of Brand Marketing at CKE. CKE owns two similar yet different fast food chains. Carl's Jr. was started by Carl Karcher in California in 1941, and Hardee's was founded by Wilbur Hardy in North Carolina in 1960. Since 1997, the brands have been in the same company. Now, in 2020, they're getting a bit of a marketing makeover. We'll discuss a campaign from 72 and Sunny that features the Happy Star character used by both chains, the decision to run national and local campaigns, and the BFC, which stands for Big Fried Cheese. Now, here's my conversation with Patty. I'm here today with Patty Trevino, the Senior Vice President of Brand Marketing at CKE. Patty, thanks so much for joining me on Marketer's Brief. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Jessica. So CKE, for those who might not be familiar with the initials, is the company that owns Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, two brands that most people in the country are probably pretty familiar with. Uh, And you joined CKE about two years ago. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Two years. So tell me a little bit about your role and how it's evolved in those two years. Sure. Well, um, it's evolved a couple of times since I joined in 2018. Um, Most recently, uh, I was given the opportunity to step in as a senior vice president of marketing, overseeing all of the consumer touch points for both brands. And that basically is, um, you know, overseeing all advertising, digital, merchandising, um, partnerships, etc. So really excited about jumping into this uh, new opportunity here after overseeing marketing for Carl's Jr. Um, this past year. And some people might be familiar with the ads that Carl's Jr. used to run. Um, and now you've gone back and hired a new agency, which is actually an old agency. Maybe walk us through the process of going back to 72 and Sunny. Sure. Um, you know, when I took over um, marketing for Carl's Jr., probably towards the end of 2018, um, there was opportunity for the brand to identify an agency um, that really understood the inside of the brand, that understood the history of the brand. And we started our agency search uh, early on in 2019. And after meeting with several agencies, we started the conversation up back with 72 and Sunny and, um, you know, leaned into their Brooklyn office and they just knew the history of the brand. Um, They knew the story of the brand. They knew the business most importantly. And, you know, after having conversations with them, briefing on the project, they came back to us with an idea uh, well, several ideas. We leaned into one that is um, where we ended up in, in the new campaign idea that we're launching um, this coming week. So let's talk about the new campaign. It's called Feed Your Happy, right? Yes. And this was something that they brought to you during the selection process? Yes, it was. Okay. So how do you briefly describe Feed Your Happy? Well, I think before we start with uh, with kind of how I describe Feature Happy, I think one of the discoveries that we made, you know, during the agency search was there was an opportunity for us to leverage our own icon and knowing that our reach from a spend perspective in media um, and the opportunity, to, again, to increase our brand awareness, 
it really kind of felt very natural to lean into Happy Star, which again is the star on all of our logos. And um, that's kind of where we ended up. They came in with an insight that, you know, it's not new to anyone, but an insight that was relevant to millennials today, anyone having to deal with being an adult of wanting to escape some of those responsibilities as an adult. And um, happy kind of shows up in these times when we are adulting and uh, gives us an opportunity to escape by tempting uh, these consumers with delicious burgers. So that pretty much is what Feed Your Happy is. It really is about giving into the things that make you happy and a little escape from your adulting responsibilities. Uh, just bef- before we get too far into the campaign, the happy logo, that star, mm-hmm. did it always have a name? Yes, he's okay. always had a name. His name's always been Happy Star. And uh, we talked about, you know, do people know? And um, maybe people knew, uh, you know, a few maybe a few years ago. But our current you know, consumer base or younger audience really hasn't necessarily had the opportunity to meet Happy Star and know his personality. And so, again, this is this is something that we've kind of always had internally, and his name has been always an internal name. Um, so it was it was an, a simple way to kind of turn him on into this animated hero in our ads. So in the ads, people will see Happy with a voice. Um, is that voice anybody that we should recognize or is no. that? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. You've used celebrities before, so it does we sort have. of beg the question. We have. No, we actually, we did uh, do a, a talent uh, search for voiceovers. So voiceover talent um, in uh, Los Angeles and in New York. And we actually ended up with someone that is just known um, for doing talent voiceovers, but not somebody that uh, that you would recognize now. Okay. Why don't we listen to a clip from one of the ads? Uh, before we do that, I want to set it up a little bit. So this is called Protein Bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of just because you're an adult, you don't have to necessarily settle for something like a protein bar when you need a little, a little boost. Let's have a listen. You know what really hits the spot after spending 12 hours in a room with no windows? Not a protein bar. I'm talking about a burger with a crispy wheel of cheese on it. Help me help you. The new BFC Angus Thick Burger at Carl's Jr. and Hardy's. Feed your happy. And was that something that the agency brought to you again in that pitch process? Or was that a, a the protein bar idea? Was that something that came up later on? No, that was actually one of the original um, ideas that they pitched during the pitch process. And um, again, it was all about we talk about not having time to have a, a meal sometimes, whether you're working late or you have errands to run and people are eating protein bars and taking that insight and, you know, having happy kind of really just call out what we all think that sometimes a protein bar isn't what we really want and what we really need after working long hours. Um, and he kind of, you know, comes in and interrupts that moment for that for uh, the actor and, um, you know, introduces them to a, an alternative, a very delicious, craveable alternative, which is our new BFC Angus Thick Burger. And the Angus Thick Burger, the, the BFC, BFC stands for Big Fried Cheese. Yes. So um, 
And that's something that's going to be at Carl's Jr. and Hardy's, correct? That's correct. Okay. How long was that product in in testing or is it brand new to the chains? It is brand new to the chain. We actually did conceptual tests. So conceptual test is you put an image as well as a description of the product in front of a group of consumers. It's quantitative. So it's a lot of consumers that read this online um, and they rate it. They, we rate that at price and um, purchase intent, price purchase intent. Basically you give them a price and they say, I will purchase this or I will not purchase this differentiation and uniqueness um, brand fit as well as special trip, meaning I would go to this brand specifically for this item. And the product scored extremely well above the benchmarks that we have. And then we also put it into taste test with consumers. And it again, it scored extremely well amongst both Hardee's and Carl's Jr. consumers. So yeah, so we're really excited about it. We limited the, the testing in restaurant. Um, you know, one thing that we... Um, are really excited about about these two brands is that we can move quickly and we are very adaptable to you know just to time etc and we're able to move very quickly to get this product and worked with our supplier um, and get it introduced because we think this is a -a one-of-a-kind consumer eating experience and I hope you get to try it because it's fantastic it's it's ooey gooey it's fantastic it's just so good the ads that I've seen definitely have that cheese pull factor to a burger, which is something you don't typically see. The cheese pull you always see in, in food advertising, but seeing a, it basically looks like for people who haven't seen the ads, it basically looks like a circular mozzarella meets cheddar wheel on top. Yes. It's uh, so if anybody is just imagine a mozzarella stick that is a wheel shaped and it tops your burger. So you get the juiciness of the beef, you get the crunchiness and the flavor of the cheese. And then of course we had to go a little bit above and beyond, um, you know, what's expected, which is we put a boom boom sauce right on top of that burger, which is boom boom sauce. I like to explain it's like a spicy mayo. It's the spicy mayo that we use, um, that they use on top of sushi rolls. So it gives you that like nice little kick after eating all that juicy, delicious beef and yummy, gooey cheese. So it's a, it's again, like I said, it's a one of a kind burger that I hope everyone uh, can go out there and enjoy. And it's only for a limited time. So it's not going to be around for long. So if you're listening to this podcast sometime after March or April, it probably won't be around. But if there's demand for it, is it the kind of thing that you would bring back? Absolutely. It's like, I, yeah, comebacks are always um, definitely something that we look at. So if it is successful and consumers demand for it to come back, we will absolutely look at bringing it back. I wanted to talk a little bit about the use of the two chains, Hardee's and Carl's Jr. on different, in different parts of the country. How does that affect your creative approach and your media approach? Let's start with creative because the brands now are speaking with one voice in a way that they haven't been doing in the past few years. Yeah. And, you know, I think these past couple of years when we were some national, then we went to hundred percent local trying to establish different campaigns for each brand. 
one thing that we learned was that there's definitely differences between the brands and the consumers, but more importantly, there's a lot of similarities between the brands and the consumers. And ultimately, the craveability of burgers is a major commonality. The other piece, too, is when you're trying to launch a you know, a new campaign and you're doing it locally, it takes a while. It takes a lot of effort. Um, and in some circumstances, we didn't have TV in a lot of our markets um, when we bought locally. You know, there's low penetration. So the ROI to buy local TV for some markets didn't make any sense. I don't want to get into kind of a, go into a rabbit hole. Um, but there was so much more power in bringing these two brands to brands back together um, to find the synergies when it made sense. But at the same time, you know, this new media plan that we have is, is a national and it's a local. So we call it a hybrid media approach. So when it does make sense to lean into local, whether it's for Hardee's because 40% of their business is breakfast, that we do need to do a local ad where Happy is talking about the amazing breakfast and the amazing biscuits at Hardee's, that we can do that. So this campaign and why it's, it can be so powerful is that it, it can work as a national approach where Happy can be a spokesperson for both because he exists at both, but bringing his personality to life regionally and telling a story about things specific to each individual brand. So, you know, I, this is the great, the great um, opportunity that we have with this new campaign is that it is a flexible campaign that we can use nationally and we can also use locally. And how much national versus local advertising should people expect to see going forward from CKE? Sure. So this, this year, we're looking at about 50% of our media is national and 50% of it will be local. And I'm not going to talk specific spend. This is much more of the promotional windows. So of these eight windows that we have for the year, four of them are national windows and four of them are local. Okay. And, the, and the local windows, again, are very strategically placed based on the specific needs of each brand. So as you mentioned, Hardee's has a big breakfast business. So those local campaigns could be tailored to that. Um, what are some of the things that people might see on McCarl's Jr. side of things when it goes into local versus national? Sure. I think one of the strong, um, the strengths of Carl's Jr. is that the equity that they have with um, our core burgers. So whether it's the famous star or the Western bacon cheeseburger or the big Carl, that the particular consumers that in the Carl's region are looking for, okay, what's new? What's coming up? We've had success with extensions of those platforms. And that's, I'm not going to give you all the details, but you'll start seeing some um, platform extensions of those iconic platforms that we have um, at Carl's Jr. Okay. So you were involved with the Beyond Famous Star rollout mm -hmm. as well, right? For people who may not be familiar with that, it's the Beyond Meat plant-based patty at Carl's Jr. Um, I wanted to talk about the how that's going and, and sort of what people might expect to see from a non-hamburger perspective from the brand. Sure. Um, you know, we'd had great success with the launch of Beyond and we're continuing to see, you know, consistent 
volume of the burger. I think we've created a fan base of the platform and you know, we're excited to continue our partnership with Beyond. We recently launched um, a breakfast, um, the Beyond Sausage at Breakfast. So that's doing well. Um, but yeah, I mean, we uh, are always looking for opportunities. We actually just met with Beyond, I believe, two weeks ago to talk about new innovation um, on that protein platform. So yeah, there's definitely more to come on that. And what about on the Hardee's side? Is there anything plant-based going on with, the, with yeah. the Hardee's brand? Yeah, we actually launched Beyond Sausage as well as the Beyond Burger at Hardee's um, at the end of December, early January. So we have seen also movement in some of our key markets on the Beyond, on the Beyond Burger. So we heard from so many consumers uh, when, when we first launched at Carl's Jr. last year that they wanted Beyond at Hardee's too. So we're happy to um, be able to introduce that as well um, in the Hardee's region. Uh, and in terms of core menu items, when it comes to the the general advertising that people see, I mean, people, I think, associate Carl's Jr., like you said, with the burger, the, the star. What else um, beyond the, the BFC, what other products are people going to uh, see in your national campaigns? Yeah, I think, you know, without giving too much information, I think people will see um, our continued push for protein innovation um, and, you know, premium burgers that Carl's Jr. and Hardee's were both known for. You know, that's that's one of our continued um, big priorities for this year. So maintaining the core business of our core burgers, but at the same time is continuing to innovate against our premium line of Angus burgers. And getting back to happy for a little bit, there's something in the campaign, I believe there's a 1-800 number. Um, yes. Can we talk a little bit about the the thoughts of that and, and how that came about? Yeah, you know, I think as we were thinking through um, the entire campaign uh, with 72, that it, our approach wasn't just about TV first. Um, digital and social are such an important piece of it and interaction with our customer. So you'll see a lot more evolving as we launch this campaign of how we're going to utilize Happy to take over some of our social media. From a radio perspective, uh, the idea was that it would be kind of a call-in number where Happy would give advice to everyday adulting problems. So if you want to refinance your mortgage, you call him and his response would be, just try a burger. Don't refinance your mortgage. And so we're able to establish a 1-800 number. Um, and that'll be uh, part of the radio campaign where if you call the number, uh, you'll hear a special message from Happy Star uh, for, you know, during the, during the campaign. So excited to bring, you know, to bring him to life in so many different ways. And, you know, we talked about the importance of Happy Star being able to not only speak nationally, but also speak locally and regionally, but his voice and the power of his personality to come to life in all of our different channels that we have. And the power of that 360 activation to really accelerate our brand voice out there is um, is what I'm I'm super pumped to kind of to see come to life in the next you know few weeks, few months, uh, few quarters. Um, really about the evolution of how we're going to uh, 
to kind of bring this entire campaign to life. And you mentioned digital as well. Are we going to see more of a play on Twitter, on Instagram? Is is Happy going to be dancing on yeah. TikTok? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, do you? Uh, yeah, do you have like special powers? Um, yeah, we've actually been thinking through our TikTok uh, strategy and how we can bring Happy, uh, you know, grow our, our fan base on Happy. Right now, he does have his own TikTok, so we have a couple of videos on there. But really, kind of working through. Um, you know, what his, what his, uh, his niche is going to be on TikTok to get more and more followers. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The other piece is, you know, he will be taking over our Twitter handle and his personality will be all over, um, all over Twitter. And is that work coming from 72 and Sunny as well? Or do you have a different agency for social? We do. We are actually working with 72 to develop kind of the overarching, um, you know, character of personality in all of our digital channels. And we also work with the brand AMP out of California. And they develop a lot of the content in partnership with 72 and Sunny. Okay. Uh, And then I wanted to ask you a little bit about your target consumer, because this idea of adulting and letting yourself have a, a burger, right? Letting yourself have a treat that maybe you had when you were younger, are you going after an older audience or is it an idea of millennials are getting older and so this is our way of going after the millennials? Yeah, this is this is really kind of a, it, well, adulting is universal. Um, I think the people that are having, you know, kind of are going through this phase of adulting are millennials. And it's, again, I'm not saying that it's a brand new undiscovered insight. It's just the truth. And it's a point of tension of our consumer, of our consumers right now. And, um, you know, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, um, Carl's Jr. and Hardee's, and you think about that younger consumer, they're, they're in their late thirties, their forties now, right? So you've got to evolve with the consumer of today, which right now the consumer of today is in their early twenties, in their mid twenties, they're discovering kind of like how do I function just with like just typical things? I mean, I went through it in my twenties, so it's not new. It's not discoverable, but it, it's, it's all about relating to people and powerful advertising for me is when you can see an ad on TV and you have that aha moment of like, Oh, they got me. They totally understand. They, they kind of get, they kind of get my life. And uh, that's what, that's what we're trying to create with this campaign is those, they, we, we want to be able to reflect our consumer base in some of the situations that we're creating with Happy Star. And when you were doing the research before launching this campaign, were younger consumers aware of the types of ads that Carl's Jr. and Hardy's used to run? Were they aware of, you know, the Paris Hilton ads and things like that from back in the day? I, I can't believe I just said Paris Hilton was back in the day, but really... <laughs> I hope you don't it's get a note. It's been a few from, years. I hope you don't get a note from Paris Hilton. So, um, yeah, you think about it. Paris Hilton was 2005, 2006. Um, that was 15, 16, 15, 14 years ago. I mean, think about, you know, it's like the 20 year old was five or six, seven years old, right. eight years old. Um, they probably weren't necessarily looking at the Carl's Jr. Hardy's ads. So, it's, we have an opportunity to kind of reestablish this these two brands um, with this like, younger audience. And while um, they may not necessarily remember all the details of the old ads, um, one thing that I do feel 
that they do remember about these brands is, you know, being risky and being part of culture and, um, you know, being a little about breaking the rules. And that's ultimately what we're just continuing to try to create with this, with this new campaign is keeping the riskiness, keeping the, uh, the rule breaking, uh, giving consumers, uh, you know, the ability to say it's okay to do it. It's, it's fine. And coming across as authentic versus using, you know, using other icons or using other personalities to represent our brand is, is this time we're you know using our own icon to represent who we are as a brand. And before I let you go, Patty, I need to know what are your go-to items at each of the chains? Okay, so my go-to item at um, Hardee's is a sausage and egg biscuit um, with a large side of hash rounds. It's just delicious. Like I love the party's biscuit. Um, if I go to lunch at Hardee's, because I do live in the Hardee's world, um, as much as I love the burgers, their hand-breaded chicken tenders are so good. Uh, so definitely like hand-breaded chicken tenders are my go-to Um at Hardee's, um, at Carl's Jr. Um, I didn't grow up in the West Coast, but I did eat a lot of Carl's Jr. Um, when I started in the food industry. My go-to is the Western Bacon Cheeseburger. It's so good. It's always just a solid, solid choice. Um, but those are those are my my go-tos when uh, when I'm there. And if I'm there around for breakfast at Carl's Jr. the Breakfast burger. If you have not had our breakfast burger, um, it's it's fantastic. It's so good. It's like when you want a breakfast that just you just want to treat yourself. I'll put the breakfast burger up against any other product out there. All right, uh, and you're going to have a little bit more burger competition in breakfast as well, or some fast food competition in in breakfast coming up uh, in early March. So we'll see uh, how that all plays out. Uh, it's always, you know, it's a never ending, it's a never ending story in QSR. You've always just got to be able to just be flexible and, um, you know, just, just be able to flex, be flexible and evolve as, um, competitors come in and out of the category. And it's just part of, you know, our everyday. And, um, and that's, and that's it. I'm like, I've been around in QSR and, and the food industry for over 20 years and, so you just got to be prepared for it and be and be prepared for uh, the unexpected. So, all right. Uh, well, I think we can leave it there. Again, Patty Trevino from CKE. Thank you so much for joining me on Marketers Brief. And now I am really hungry. I well, then you should run over and get a big burger from Carl's Jr. or Hardee's. <laughs> Thank you so much, Jessica. I really do appreciate the time. Once again, that was Patty Trevino, the Senior Vice President of Brand Marketing at CKE. And I'm Jessica Wall, the food reporter at AdAge. I want to thank our producer, Max Sternlicht, and invite you to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite player. We'd appreciate it if you leave us a rating or review. We promise to live up to our name and keep these brief, or at least short enough for your morning commute. Catch you next time. <laughs>